Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Come on, give a clap of praise to the Lord. Now, shall we share the Word of God for today? Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Say, in the name of Jesus. Let your voice sound like thunder. Say, in the name of Jesus. Say, my Father... This morning, I declare my heart is open, my mind is ready to receive with humility the engrafted word of God that can change my life. This morning, I declare I'll be blessed, I'll be empowered, I'll be motivated for obvious prosperity in every area of my life. And I declare my life will never be the same again. Come on, let that declaration be strong. Say, I declare my life will never be the same again in the name of jesus christ give god a thunderous amen as you take your seats in the presence of the lord hallelujah precious father we are grateful to you this morning for an opportunity to hear from you i submit myself unto you as a man under authority let your words flow from my lips and let them minister to every single individual that is hearing me in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god somebody shout a big amen to start with i want everybody to make this bold prophetic declaration say i will be successful is it success comes to those who are bold and they believe? So I want to hear it in your voice. Declare it with boldness. I will be successful. Irrespective of anything that is going on in my life today. In the name of Jesus Christ. And when I say you will be successful or we are making that declaration you will be successful. It means that a time is going to come shortly when others will aspire for your inspiration. They will aspire for your inspiration. They will aspire for your inspiration. I know some of you don't understand this English because if you have not gone to St. Augustine's College, it's, uh, please, somebody needs to fast and pray for me because I, every sermon this appears. Uh, it's not even in the Bible too. <laughs> yes, but then think about it. You see, success actually is you rising up to a certain point in life where others look at you and they say that I want to be like you. That show me how you did what you did so that when I follow what you did, I'll also get to where you have gotten to. If you have not gotten to that place where people are aspiring for your inspiration, you have not yet attained success yet. And look, as we are living day in, day out, we are losing time. Don't you think ever that we have perpetual time? Every one of us, there is a designated amount of time that has been given to us for us to achieve what we have been called to achieve. Any day you wake up, know that it is time that is gone. 
Time that is lost. And if you have not made investment in the time that are gone, don't expect to reap anything in the future. There is no harvest on a land where seed has not been sown. It is wishful thinking, foolish thinking, to think that you are going to harvest from a land where you have not sown seed. You have not taken maize and plant maize seed and planted in the ground, and yet at the end of three months you have brought your your harvesting gear and say, ah, "Where is my maize? We'll catch you quickly and send you to some place you don't want to be sent to." Because you need to start investing in your life. You need to start now. You need to start now. You are growing. Did you not realize that just yesterday you were 19 years old? And then just yesterday you were 25 years old. Those of you are around 25. Tomorrow you will think just yesterday because before you realize you are 35. Even today I look at my age and I'm like, hey, I, I am growing. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Of course, I've grown already many, many years ago. For those of you who don't understand, but I realized I'm like I'm growing. Like I never thought that I would grow. I never thought I would get to a certain age where me too. If I mention my age, I will feel like ah, this is among the the the, the, the old elderly people in this place. But I look back, and it's as though it just came like a flash from senior high school through university and through the changing sense of life, I realize that I am making progress in the, in the years. That is why David, in the book of Psalms, said that, uh, uh, help us to number our days, teach us to number our days, that we may do us apply our hearts to wisdom. Apply our hearts to wisdom until you learn to realize that you are on uh, a, a designated amount of time. You will not be making in, in, impactful investment into your days. You don't have perpetual life to live. You don't have perpetual life to live. Even in the area of marriage, the Bible tells us that there is a, a, a flurry age where you can get married. You don't think that, oh, you, if, you keep, if you keep avoiding relationships and the opportunities to get married, oh, I'll always get opportunity. You may never get, you may, it, may, it may shock you. If, if, if forever young, forever chances, forever opportunities. I have a certain sticker on my phone. I've been looking for somebody to send it to. But the tagline, we had this, uh, one of these Nigerian comedians, it shocked you. <laughs> it shocked you, eh? <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Before you realize, when you stop, you, you, you have grown. The age when you are fresh, when every guy sees you and says that, now, even when they see you as fresh, when they come and you tell them your age, maybe, uh, they may, may say that, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. But today, you have an opportunity. You are young, you are fresh, you are vibrant. You can, if you get married, you can make good impact in the life of the person that you are married to. These are opportunities that God has given you. Learn to be able to crystallize your opportunities and take advantage of them. Take advantage of them. Young man, the days are going. What are you investing in your life? How are you building yourself for a future that you are, the future that God has prepared for you? What are you investing in your life today? And how are you constructively building? There are some people, some men, even though I, I, mean, I know them or I love them, it will be difficult for me to tell a young lady that just go and marry the man until you have done due diligence. Why? Because you are not constructively building into your life. 
When I talk about building, I'm not just talking about physical building. I'm talking about building into your character, building into your wealth, building into your finances, building into your vision. Think what we need. The Bible, the Bible description of marriage is a man leading a woman about. You yourself, you don't seem to know where you are going. So who are you? Who are you leading to where? If a blind man leads people, you should be sure that an articulator will crush them. Because he will lead them into a street not knowing that a car is coming. You need to have vision. You need to have vision. And build daily into your vision. Many young people, many young men are wasting their lives. They are wasting their opportunities. The days that they are supposed to be building character, building wealth, building finances, constructively putting and investing into their lives, they are chasing women. They are chasing fantasies. They are chasing things that will not last. Listen, you have only one life to live. You have only, you have only one opportunity to make it. And if you want, look, anytime I'm doing something or I'm, I'm going about my life, one of the things that I think about is that if I am to tell my children about my life when I was in SHS or 10 years ago or 20 years ago, will I be lying to them? I'll be telling them something that they can actually desire to be like. Why am I saying, would I be lying to them? Because some said, ah, me when I was in senior high school, I was the best in my class. One day I saw that child went to find a report, and the report was filled, 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 filled. The child came and said, look, Papa, I, this, the, hey, beat the boy, beat the boy. So I told them, it's not accusing the mother, that you have been telling you have been pampering this boy. He's, he's not, look at the report that he had brought. It wasn't a boy's report, it was the father's report I had found. When he was cleaning the house. The papa, no, it is not my report. The SS said that you said you were the first in class. It's, I found the report. But you see, the boy too was not smart. The father was telling he was the first from the last. The first from the bottom. So, of course, this is not the kind of testimony you want to share with your children. But then, you cannot go back and have another SHS education. You missed it. The opportunity was gone. The opportunity was gone. Today you don't have a child. Tomorrow you'll be a mother. What testimony will you give to your children? What will you tell your daughters about when you were a young person? Oh, I wasted my life chasing men. I wasted my life doing things that were unnecessary. And it's just the grace of God that I even have a marriage today. How? Who like to such a testimony? No, 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 no. So what do you do? Once you have the opportunity, start building into it. Now let's say you have missed it. When you missed it, now you are hearing a message. What are you going to do with the message? That, hey, so that you will be able to have that, this other testimony. That my daughter, my son, I made a lot of mistakes as a young person. Along the line, I discovered that, no, I can, God is a God of second chances. And I took the second chance. And now, by God's will, God has lifted me up. Don't be like me. But now, when I was a child, but be like me when I found my correction. Think about your story. Every single day, whether you like it or not, you are writing a biography. On the day that you are going to be buried, there will be a book if you are in Ghana, and you will write the story of your life. When you are writing the story of your life, will they be fighting to find things to put in there? Or there will be obvious manifestations, obvious realities that will put in there. A word to the wise is in the Bacamas Nation Church. Glory to Jesus Christ. So today I want to just share, continue the message I started with you last week. Practical keys to successful living or practical keys to be successful in life. 
First of all, God wants, it, God wants us to understand that He wants us to be successful. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, He said, For I know the thoughts that I think concerning you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. Other versions are to bring you to an expected end. Third John, it has only one chapter, the verse number two, hear the counsel and the wisdom of God. And this is what he says. He said that I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. That word prosper, prosper means to be successful and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Now, that prayer should tell you that it means that it is possible not to be. Not, I wish that my brothers, according to the flesh, the Jews, would turn to the Lord. I knew that it was wishful thinking. Not all of them would turn to the Lord like he had. So, God wants us to be successful, but to be successful, learn the principles because it depends on you. What do I say? It depends on you. God can have a good plan, but the manifestation and the fulfillment of the plan comes with agreement with you on how you manage your life, how you take your steps in life. And everybody can be successful in life. Everybody can be successful in life. Everybody can. It does not matter your background. It does not matter your level of education. It does not matter who your parents are. You can come from the background and create and become the fore, come to the forefront and create a reputation and a name for yourself. Bible says a good name is better than riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. What name are you building? You can build a good name for yourself. You can build a good brand for yourself. And you need to learn the principles by which this is done. I shared with you that discipline is important. I spoke to you that hard work is important. Just this past uh, Friday, I was speaking to the men. And I was telling them about hard work. We need to be hard workers. Work very hard. Don't just be an ordinary man. Be a man that contributes to this world and push yourself and become somebody that your children will be proud of. The picture that we depicted today through the drama that our team put together, not every man is like that. Not every father is like that. It is sad to say, but it is true to say. Not every man is like that. They will not aspire for anything great for their children. Let me not go too much into that. But listen, we need to work very hard. Why? So that our children can enjoy. So that our family can enjoy. So that out of our sweat, you have sweets. You have something sweet to celebrate. Be a hard worker. And it's not just to men. Because when we start preaching along hard work, men are the ones that we focus on. But listen to me, if you are a human being, the Bible says, no man that does not work should eat. It's a principle. Meaning, anytime you are not working hard and you are eating, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you should be arrested. <laughs> what did I say? Some people cannot say it because they have been eating and not working. <laughs> I say, what did I say? Amen and amen. God wants us to work. So hard work is an important principle. But there are two forces that we need to be able to look at if we are going to be successful. In the book of Luke, I believe chapter number 16, Jesus shares with us a parable. 
And the parable it talks about a certain man, a great man, a rich man, and the rich man has two sons. The Bible tells us that along the line, it, um, Luke chapter number 15, reading from the verse number 11, a certain man has two sons. I'm going to read very fast because I want us to draw some lessons from this so that we will learn some principles by which we are going to be successful. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them to, to them his livelihood. In other words, all that he had worked for. Uh, King James says he's living everything that, uh, everything that pertained to him as a man over the years of his life. The Bible says, and not many days after that, the young man gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and then wasted his possessions with prodigal living. King James says, riotous living. When we talk about prodigal son, uh, I will explain that very soon. Let me go on because of time. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. He began to be in want. Hmm. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the paws that the swine ate. That word swine means pigs. Pigs. He would have gladly eaten the food of the pigs, but there was no, and no one gave him anything. There are too many important lessons in this, in this story that I, I just need to, I, I'm holding myself in so that I'll stay within the context of what I am sharing with you. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. He said, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and he came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and cursed him. Thank God for fathers. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, he would not even allow him to go to the point of describing himself as a servant. He said, bring out the best rope, put it on him, he put a ring on his hand, and on sandals, and bring the father calf and he, here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead and is alive again. Who was lost and is found, and they began to be they began to be merry. Glory to Jesus Christ. The Lord bless the reading of His word. Listen, in this story we hear about a young man who, staying with his father, was very successful. He was okay. His father had built a great heritage, an inheritance that he and his other brother they could take advantage of. Along the line, something clicked him. I don't know what told him. I don't know whether they were friends, but I believe that they were evil spirits. And a boy said that, no, Father, you have taught us that every son has an inheritance in the Father. And once I am your son, there's a portion of everything that you have that belongs to me. So even before you die, give me the portion of the inheritance that pertains to me. That's my name on it. I am old enough to do what I want to do. I am old enough to choose how my life should be. I am mature. The Bible said the Father gave him everything that he asked for. 
the portion of inheritance that pertained to him, whether it was 10%, 50%, the Bible does not say, but there was a portion that pertains to him. And he gave it to him. The young man was doing very well because of what the father had provided. Listen to me, a lot of the things that we are experiencing and celebrating is because of of what the father has provided. The presence of a father in our lives is what has brought a certain dimension of glory. He left everything that he had. And he left the family. The Bible says he went far into a, 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 into a far country and he spent everything. He spent it all, wasted it all on riotous living, prodigal living. To live prodigally means to spend wastefully. When we talk about the prodigal son, it does not mean the bad son. It means that the son who was a wasteful spender. He spent everything. And not only did he spend, when we talk about spending, it is not just, uh, it is not just monetary or material resources. He wasted his relationship. He re- with his father, his relationship with his brother, his relationship with every member of the family that he had. I'm sure when he was traveling, his mother or uncles may have come to him and said, that, Why are you going? You are doing well here. You are breaking your father's heart. You are bringing shame to your father. He said, I don't care. Let me go. Let me do what I want to do. Well, let me do what I want to do. I don't care what anybody says. What I have planned to do is what I'm going to do. I'm old enough. Nobody can advise me. Nobody can tell me something. And for the moment, that's how foolishness always looks like. For the moment, it looks wise. But what you need to understand is that one day you wake up and realize that life is not in the moment. Life is very long. Life is very far. Life is very wide. And whatever you are doing in the moment, you must do it with respect to the various cardinal directions of time, space, and life. The length, breadth, depth, height of life. Whatever you are doing at that point, if you are a mathematician, as I'm speaking, you will be looking at things spatially because you understand the principle of the dots and how it relates to various dimensions. Left breath, that high, three-dimensional living. Everything is related to something. So when you are making your decisions, don't just think about what, how it affects you in the now. Think about how it affects other people around you and how it's going to impact you in the future. In the future. In the future. For some of our mothers who are by the, by the, by the grace of God are having children today, whether they are raising them up singly or uh, as uh, married, they will realize that on the day that they were enjoying the thing, <laughs> they did never realize that hey, there will be a baby in the future. But that single moment of enjoyment produces something that you carry that is going to bring pressure into your life in the future. Listen, whatever you are doing, now, I know how to I know how to protect myself. Listen to me, nobody ever goes for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God is merciful. But then wisdom only. Amen and amen. So what caused this young man to live a life that was prodigal? He refused to be frugal. 
Last week I started sharing with you about frugality. And I told you that a frugal person is, is one who is careful and wisely uses money and resources and opportunities. A frugal person does not eat what he cannot afford. He eats frugally. He does not waste anything. The frugality is a way to prosperity. Why are people not frugal? In other words, why are people wasteful? Why are people unable to manage their resources? And when I talk about resources, don't just think about it in the context of money. Relationships. Sometimes you may be in a good relationship, a good family, a good church, a good a beloved, and you waste that opportunity. Why does it come this way? Number one reason I discovered as I was praying and preparing for service is that they want to show off. People want to look nice for others and for compliments from others. They want to show off. There are even some men who date a certain class of women just because they want to show off. So that when I come with my baby, it's actually, when we meet you, or this, or that, they are looking at certain things. Other men, women, ladies who choose a certain kind of man, because they say, it's because he has a car, or he has something that he can use to show off. They want to show off. And a lot of young people fall into this deception. Listen, you are not living your life to please anybody. You are not living your life to please anybody. You are going to sew a dress which you cannot afford to pay for. If you pay for it, your salary half is gone. And it's not as though you are doing it to come and worship God or serve God. Just so that... (laughs) So, Rema, you. I'm pretending, I'm doing pretend heels. <laughs> no more cross, crutch. <laughs> Every crutch here is your, is your money. Your money that you could have invested for future things. They want to show up. They want to show up. The young man probably when to get the Bible tells us he wanted to join himself to other people. He wanted to show off, live riotously. Many people just want to show off. They want to look good before others. After the people, if they have looked good before them, they don't get anything. If you are buying, investing into suits, because maybe you are in a professional world, it's understandable because how you are, your appearance will affect the deals that you are engaging. That one is not just getting uh, close, just to show up. That one is because of your profession. You're investing into your tools. But many young people have fallen into the mistake, the dangerous life of trying to show up, trying to please others and to please everybody. And at the end of the day, they lose life. They lose opportunities. They lose money. They lose resources. The second thing I read is that they are not wise. They are not wise. Wisdom is ability to apply knowledge. And I'm sharing with you right now, a wise man or a wise woman is looking at what am I going to apply out of the information that he's given me? Which area of my life is this affecting? What am I supposed to do with the information? Wisdom. They lack wisdom. Number three, they are not knowledgeable. They are not knowledgeable. 
sometimes the reason why we spend on expensive things is because we don't know that there are cheaper variations of the same thing which can still do the same work. So they are not knowledgeable. They are not knowledgeable. There are some people that have never been to Accra Central before to go and look for clothes to buy. Every day they are going to boutique. Because they think boutique is the, because it's close to their neighborhood. That's the only place I can get clothes. Some too may even have friends and church members who are into the same business and can give them a better deal. deal. But because they don't know that, oh, this person also deals in this thing, I can, I, I, I can, I can, I can let him get it for me and get a better deal over there. So they are not knowledgeable. Lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge has cost us a lot and was costing us a lot. In fact, the other day um, when we were setting up the office, we were refurbishing the office last year. We were just looking at how we are going to create a very nice ceiling with the POP finishing and we are looking at everything and the cost was looking very horrendous. Until one day I went to Malcolm and I found out that I, set, I saw, I had never seen them before. Certain styrofoam panels that can be arranged and still look very nice. And just that, a simple using glue and certain stuff, and then it is done. I didn't know. And because I didn't know, I was last, I was limited in my options. When you are not knowledgeable, you are limited in your options. And you may end up spending all your money on things that are too expensive for your life as a dentist. So they are not knowledgeable. Seek knowledge. Sometimes before you buy something, you want to buy a phone, go online, check all the phones, look for the specs, and see which one can do everything you are looking for, and so you save some money from it. iPhone is not the only phone in the world. Samsung is not the only phone in the world. There are even phones that are even stronger than these, but people don't know them. People don't know them. Go and get information. We are in an information age. Anything that you need, you can find. But you see, because people want to show up with their iPhone, that's why they want to go for iPhone. And I'm saying, because iPhone is quality. The quality that the iPhone is offering you, it is not useful to you. You don't do much on your phone. It's just for your WhatsApp and other stuff. Somebody's using the phone for business and other things. That person, I can say, yes, if you want to invest in a high a high expensive phone. That's why. I've seen people who are doing mobile money and they are doing transactions in the hundreds of thousands and they are using yam. For it. They are getting money using their phone. You, your iPhone, your data is even too much for you. Oh no, I'm, I'm serious. You see, knowledge is important. Knowledge is power. Knowledge will save you. Some don't even know there's anything like mashup. They don't know mashup. They can. So every time you are spending from your call as you go, which is more expensive, where you could bundle your call credit. People don't even know what bundle is. They don't even know what the, 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 hash, the, the short code is. They don't know star 567 hash. They don't know star 138 hash. Some people know it too much. <laughs> Amen and amen. But you need to know. Ask Henry. Sometimes ask him that. I don't know bundle packages for broadband that Waterphone is offering that we can use to cut down the cost of the church internet expenses. I, have I not asked you before? Even he cried, some of them, he didn't know. He said, I have to go and verify this. <laughs> because I have been looking for the information before I asked him. Because so, you need to do your research. Don't 
don't rush into things. Be very careful and make sure that whatever you are spending money, valuable money for, you are getting value for money. What I say, you are getting value for money. Don't just follow things because everybody is going there. And when you go and you are paying for something, demand that they give you the best service and the best product that they have available. You are paying for it. Many of us have poverty mentality. You go into a hotel and you are paying for it. And then you allow a, a, a hotel attendant to be bullying you around. What do you mean? Are you not paying for the room? So if they have to serve you, serve you very well. Anything that is as easy. Most Christians and Ghanaians have poverty mentality. It's not pride. I'm paying for it. So you need to give me the value that I deserve. You go to a restaurant, and there are resources available for you, and then they leave it out. What's the What do you mean, Yeshi? They're paying for it. The money you are giving them is money you... You see, we don't value the money that we have. We don't know how... Some of us maybe got it freely. So we can waste it anyhow. No, you are being silly. Because the life that you spend to get that money, you are throwing it away. But you don't understand the, the you see, a money does not come to people who don't respect it. Money does not come. <laughs> when you say a rich man spending lavishly, he knows what he's doing. And you meet him in his office. I also I just now because he values, he knows. One of my past bosses said, "When you buy a brand, you do with your dream." There are many people who think that, oh, they can, for instance, I come and share a testimony with you. I said that was somebody that's giving money. Somebody's, <laughs> you know, I don't come and ask Papa for some money. You didn't pray a prayer, son. You did fasting and a prayer we pray before the anointing came up. What are you talking about? Are you understanding me? Look, I am placing value on myself. You need to place value on yourself. Understand every city, every persuad that passes through your hand. Where it's coming from. And that it has the purpose. And know how you are going to use it. Know how you are going. Don't waste money just like that. Don't waste money just like that. Do your research. You are going to rent a house. Don't you go and do your research. Do your research. Do your calculations. Oh, me, I want to stay in this area. Can you afford it? Can you afford it? Sometimes you stay at the far place and pay cheaper and then go through the stress of commuting. Maybe maybe fine for that time of your life. Or to pay for something that is slightly more expensive because you save on the transportation when you do the calculation. Like everything should be intentional and wisely thought through. Don't just jump into anything. Before you do something, sit down and plan carefully. Write down pros, cons. Do a SWOT analysis. What are the strengths in this decision? Weaknesses. What are the opportunities? SWOT. Oh, SWOT. What are the possible threats? Anything you do, consider these four areas. Strengths. What do I have that is easily available to me and it's going to be a, 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 a blessing? Weaknesses. What is that about me and my circumstance? That is a problem. So that I can work on it. Opportunities. 
what chances am I going to get if I stay in this area or I take this decision or I work in this place that are going to be beneficial to me? Threat. What are the competitions that are around? Some of us, if we do the SWOT analysis, we will relocate our business. Because we realize that where we are, it's never going to help our business. We have to take our business to someplace else. Some of us, even the schools that we are going to, we will change our schools. Some of the courses, we will change our courses. But we we'll do everything just because uh school, university university professional white collar job. they are all a very good fashion designer. Yeah, fashion designer with class. I went spend four years. Recently one of my colleagues, a pharmacist, I saw that she had won an award for being a fashion designer. Pharmacist. Pharmacist. And I saw her right up on LinkedIn. Some of you don't even know what LinkedIn is. You don't even read anything. Who call Facebook, social media, it's only gossip. The pages you follow are gossip people. Which are the other bloggers? That's all the pages that you follow. There's nothing educational that you are following. So on your thread, only the latest gossip. So every time you are talking, it's only what is happening. Hey, what's the way, what's the way, what's the way. The men will be back and watch them. Hey, what's the way, what's the way. There are three kinds of people in this world. There are those who are in the news. They make the news. There are those who report the news. And are those who are always hearing the news. Me, I chose many years ago that I won't be those who are making the news. The stories about my life are what should be told. Not me listening, watching other people's stories. Hey, we are going, 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 what have I done? And very soon you see us. I say you see us. Look, it's an intentional decision. I made this decision more than 15 years ago. 20 plus years ago, I made this decision. That no, I don't want to be the one who is reading the news. And I don't have a gift in journalism. I want to be the one that they are putting in the news. The one that they are putting in the news. If you are in this category, sir, you live your life differently. You live your life differently. Two people are, there are people in class, and they are being taught finance and accounting by the same lecturers. One person says that I want to work in a bank when I finish school. The other person said that I want to own the bank. <laughs> when they are learning, you think they will learn the same way? No, 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 not the same way. One will learn as an owner, one will learn as an employee. They will not learn the same way. What is the vision that you carry? What is the vision that you carry? Influence your decisions. It will influence your life. God is raising visionaries over here. I said, God is raising visionaries over here. Get knowledge. Number four. Why do people make these mistakes? They are under the influence of demons of prodigality. Because sometimes people make decisions and you don't know why they made those decisions. Why would that boy make that decision and lose? Because the father did not look like a poor man. 
The Bible does not describe that man as a poor man. And yet this boy made this foolish decision. It can only be attributed to demonic spirits. And that seven spirits I'm going to run through right now, that manifests to people who live in prodigal living. It's called, I call it the beast of prodigality. The beast of prodigality. If you are going to be successful, you need to, number one, kill the beast of prodigality. And then number two, attain the wisdom of frugality. Because no matter what you get, so, so, I need more money. No, if you have money and you are losing it, you will still be poor. You will still be poor. So it's not about how getting so much money. Getting so much money is one of the variables that is you, it's resource available. But what you, how you manage the resource is what to determine whether you are going to do well. So destroying the beast of prodigality and embracing the wisdom of frugality is what is going to make you successful. It's going to make, what's going to make you successful. Shall we run through the evil spirits of prodigality quickly? If we have time, we'll look at the frugality. But for now, our time is already fast, man. Number one, the spirit of Belayahal. The spirit of Belayahal. The spirit of Belayahal. B-E-L-A-Y-A-H-A-L. It's a Hebrew word which means useless, worthless, good for nothing, valueless, cheap, or vile. Belayahal. It's a spirit that enters into the lives of people, and by the time you are done, it has made you a useless person. Look at the young boy. He left his father a rich man. By the time the spirit was done with him, he was eating. He wanted to, even that one, if you study the Bible carefully, he wanted to eat, but he was probably not allowed to eat the food of the pigs. He became a destitute, useless, good for nothing, to the point that he himself even lost value in himself. Listen, there's a demon of uselessness that is after every young person. Don't think that your tongues is what is, your tongues mean that there's nothing after you. No. You need to realize it so that you fight it. And you do it. It's uselessness. Uselessness. Everybody here, there's a demon that is after us. That one at the end of the day, when they measure our lives, valueless, cheap, vile. Spoil everything that is in our lives. Spoil everything that is in our lives. Tonight, I rebuke that spirit now. I say, today, not tonight, today, I rebuke that spirit now. Too much night fire. I rebuke that spirit now. It's an evil spirit, an evil spirit in the world which makes you good for nothing, valueless and cheap. When the spirit comes upon you, all of a sudden you realize that the decisions you are making all will lead you astray. It's a demon of prodigality. A spirit of prodigality. When you are praying for yourself as a young person, pray and bind that spirit. I will never be good for nothing. My value shall be seen everywhere. My, I'm a miracle going somewhere to happen. A success story ready to be announced. That should be your confession. Number two, the spirit of greed. The spirit of greed. The spirit that wants you to get more and more and get money and all to yourself. Look at Gehazi. Gehazi. The servant of the uh, 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 deputy prophet, student prophet, student prophet, that your all your ma- your master says I take the money away. You, the student prophet, won't go and get the money. At the end of the day, what happened to him? He became a destitute. He became destitute. His future was cut short. His ministry was cut short. He had the same sickness that came upon uh, what was his name? Uh, Naaman came upon him. Leprosy, leprosy forever. 
no one, no opportunity to start a family. He was lost. Why? Greed. 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 Ecclesiastes 5.10. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. Greed will cause you to do things that will bring curses into your life. Greed. Greed. There are some people when they come to church, they will see the pastor and they say, ah, look at the way the pastor is dressing. And then they want, or they are, instead of listening to the message, they are looking at how they can be like the pastor because of all the material things that they are seeing. When, when Elijah asked Elisha, what should I do for you? He never asked for money. He said, I want the spirits. Every young minister, everyone who knows that there's a calling on your life, this should be your answer every time. But it's not an amazing thing. Some of these people not only want to have what you have, they want to replace you. They want to replace you. Don't replace you. The thing that is easy to be at the top. So, oh, it's glorious. It's glamorous. Can I tell you something? Me, I never desire for what I have now. It's a calling. Anybody who knows me very well knows that I like to be behind the scenes. But it's a calling that has pushed me in front. Because I've, I've, been, I've been called to be a leader. A leader of leaders. A trainer of leaders. That is why if you pass through my hands, it won't be long. You realize that you become a leader. And it will manifest. There are so many. I've seen it. The evidence is everywhere. Some went into student politics. Some, went, some come to our church and then they go and become leaders in their churches. Some have started ministries. All over the country. All over the world. So, greed will cause you to make that mistake. That young guy, he was interested in the, the portion that pertains to me. Greed. Greed. Greed will destroy you. Number three. The spirit of evil independence. The spirit of evil independence. I believe in independence. Everybody should strive to be independent. But not every kind of independence is good. Some independence acquired in the, is acquired in the wrong way. With the wrong motive. The wrong motive. Cambodia don't want to be led. They don't want to be under any kind of authority. That's why they are looking for independence. Such independence can destroy you. I'm telling you, such independence, that kind of independence can destroy you. It can destroy you. If you acquire independence at the wrong time, at the wrong time, look at that boy. It was the wrong time. Surely the father would have died along the line. And then it's just an inheritance that comes to you. Nobody can have anything against you. But it's Paul's story. It's Paul's story. Because he chose to want to be independent at the wrong time. At the wrong time. You're a young lady. Your parents are taking care of you nicely. Rebuking you here and there. So one day I'm angry. I'm almost there. I know a, a few young ladies. I know at least a few young ladies. <laughs> one day, there was an argument in the house. Say, that's why I don't even want to leave this house. And then she passed a few items. And then she left the house. Went to sleep at her beloved's place. That's the day she got pregnant. And we're not married. What has happened? She has told her story. And that was the first time they did it too. They had been going out for a couple of years and they have never even attempted to have sex. 
And just that day she got angry and wanted to be independent. And then after the mistake some of the young ladies will go. When they enter into a relationship and they get a boy who is giving them attention now, they think that their families are useless. And the people who had authority over them are no longer useless. Sometimes even they think that their pastor is not. They, 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 they give uh, ladies, be wise. Don't let a boyfriend come and take over the role of your pastor or your parents in your life. No. When you get married, it's a different thing. House, you are in a religion. I have a, I have a boyfriend who be Jaoma. Hey, I mean, I've, I've, I've been doing this work for over 16 years, so I've seen various young people. When they did not have a beloved, and when they got started having a beloved. And when I was talking to them, they, when you talk there, you can talk back. <laughs> At first, when you are like, yes, Papa, yes, Papa, now they got the beloved. So in Sinan, we are all co-equals. Those days, now they stand with you. And they, they also, they, they also, I don't know what your mind is going to. Listen to me, learn wisdom. Learn wisdom. Learn wisdom. Amen and amen. Equal independence. It is not the time yet. It is honorable that at the right time, the Father will take your hand and hand you over. It is honorable. It is honorable. If you go and transfer yourself to yourself, you are your father. You are your own father. Say that, baby, my dad is here, but here, I hand myself over to you. Are you cheap? Are you cheap? Your value now has come down. Now, ferry any ustrona bemano wamano. You understand me? See That's a me, see Praise God forevermore. Evil independence, he can destroy you. Acquiring it in the wrong way. Acquiring it in the wrong way. Look, I've had people who were part of my ministry. And the manner in which they left was very bad. Evil independence. But they wanted to go off on their own and wanted to do it so badly. They were intentionally stir up conflict. That's why I say, you know, so. Somebody is in a relationship with you. See the person all of a sudden, any crowns in a missile, of what? Or plan is it that I was looking for? Now, only a cuckoo draw, but I know that I can see what problem me, ain't in a so. That person, a person, no, 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 let the person go. A person is not even man enough, or woman enough to tell you the truth. A person is not an honest person. Even in the man, departing. Or trying independence is good, but the wrong way. Look, when I had to leave uh, as, as equal assemblies of God, I did everything right by the grace of God. I did everything right. I spoke to my pastor. We discussed it. We had three different meetings. He himself said, Okay, I can see God is speaking to you. And the things that could have stirred attention, everything I said, Yes, sir. I was supposed to preach one day. He said, no, today, in the morning of the day, he said, I'll be preaching today. He said, yes, sir. And I introduced him. 
to come and preach. And the way I lavishly, flamboyantly, the father of the house, I, I won't let you to get me offended because I know whatever seed I sow, it will come after me. It will come after me. It will come after me. Please, don't say that I will become my father. It's not a very, a, a very good father so I can insult him. <laughs> don't let me catch you. That's why I told you I can slap you for the sake of your mother or your father. If you go and misbehave. Look, don't insult your parents. Don't beat them. But the people who beat their parents. Hey, slap your father, slap your mother. Are you crazy? You know the kind of curse that you are putting yourself? But none of them are in this house. Because this house, if we catch you all organized and come and beat you. As emergency church service. Team for the church service. Beatings. I bet you are To be beaten, yes. <laughs> Somebody give a clap of to Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Now let me just rise through this. My time is up so much. Now, okay, so acquiring it through hate, bitterness, and hatred is bad independence. Rebellion against authority is bad independence. Wrong motive is bad independence. Avoid every one of these things. Number four, spirit, the spirit of foolishness. One of the cardinal signs of the spirit of foolishness is getting angry when you are being corrected. Anybody, when you are advising the person that will Muna, that person is foolish. That person doesn't know it. It's like maybe I'm preaching and I'm teaching and I'm touching on things that applies to you, that you are angry. Say, Pastor, you are too proud. How valuable do you think you are that you are the only reason why we organize the whole church service? Meaning the Holy Spirit is not even in charge of the service anymore. You are the one. Mihunzi. Share. So, the Bible says, a foolish person gets angry at rebuke. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 7, He that reproves a scorner gets to himself shame. Reprove not a scorner unless he hates you. Some people hate us because we tell them the truth. But I will also not stop telling the truth. So you just let me know you hate me, so that we all know. What do you think? What do you think? Look, any time advice is being given to you, and you can see that this is advice, good advice, and you are getting angry, it is a spirit of foolishness. It is a spirit of foolishness. According to the Bible, it is a spirit of foolishness. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. They despise it all. It's not that they don't listen. They despise it. They despise it. It makes you deaf to good advice. It causes you to constantly make the wrong decisions. And at the end of the day, you live your life and you lose all the opportunities and the relationships and the blessings. And they, you lose everything. Look, what I am talking about, you see how passionate it is. It's a beast. It wants to kill you. 
It wants to destroy your opportunities. It will make you be in want. The boss, and he began to be in want. He began to be in want. He began to be in want. That's not how he started, but he began to be in want. God is saving somebody today. God is helping somebody to make the right decision today. Nobody can advise you. Why? Your parents cannot talk to you. Your friends cannot talk to you. Your fathers cannot talk to you. Nobody in your life can rebuke you. Some of them, even when they are talking to, to people, they will steam themselves. Because, it's a dangerous life that you are living. It's a dangerous life that you are living. It's a dangerous life that you are living. But God is correcting us. Number five, the spirit of selfishness, where you don't care about what anybody sees. Listen, there are some opinions that you need to care about. There's some opinions that you need to care about. Oh, and found you and me. Papa, I can be a you and me. You and me. Then you bet me, I am You are able to urinate on everything and everybody. You don't care. Sorry, able to wee wee. <laughs> You don't care about what anybody thinks or sees. Brother, sister, you are living a very dangerous life. The boy did not care what his father was saying. I'm sure the father said, son, you wait, wait, the time will come. Oh, master, master. The only opinion that is important to you is yours. Your own opinion. Then start a church for yourself where you are the pastor, you are the member, you are the everything. And when it's time to take tight, say, yes, I bless myself with this tight. Say, closing prayer. In the name of Jesus, I will do well. Let the blessing rest upon me and lead me and guide me. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hey, it's time. Next session. <laughs> God will give you the wisdom. God will, in his wisdom, will set up pastors. Build up the church and say, I'm going to instruct you about it. And that's you despise it. God will bring you leaders. And decide. Before you realize you have wasted your life. Before you realize. And the Bible when he came to himself, meaning he wasn't of himself. And unfortunately, when he came to himself, it was too late. He wasn't himself. Come to yourself quickly. Before the last dollar disappears from you. Come to yourself quickly. And you have somebody that I will keep preaching to you so that you come to yourself. Privately and publicly. If you meet me in the office. Some of you have, have, have shared with you in my office. But the way I'm preaching, it's not the same, it's not the same when I talk to you. So you meet one on one. Hello, Papa. Hey, hello, Judy. Hey, hello, Judy. I tell you the truth. But if you dare meet me and you're all misbehaving out, I can't. 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 I will tell you. I not worry. I will tell you. You don't have to be telling me to tell it. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. 
I'll tell the truth. Somebody give a clap of to Jesus. Is somebody learning something over here? So selfishness. Number six, the spirit of a wild goose chase. This one is very dangerous. How many of you know what a good goose is? A goose. It's like a duck. It's, 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 it's a bit bigger than a duck. Somewhere like a swan. Hey, those animals are difficult to catch. And the thing is that when you are chasing a goose or you are chasing geese, every time it's almost as though you are about to catch them. Oh, they are very difficult to catch. There are spirits that cause people to go after wild goose chickens. They are, they, they are looking for something. And so they will sacrifice everything good that is around them just because they are looking for that thing. You know, sometimes it happens to people in relationships. So they will lose their family, friends, and everything just because they say, ah, I'm looking for a certain kind of man, this man, this man. Yeah, the way he's talking to me. Hey, wild goose chick is a demonic spirit. By the time you realize you have wasted your whole life, you have fought in something years, 15 years. Ah, I've been just following this man, thinking that he's going to be the one who changed my life. I've been following this woman, thinking that she's the one who's going to help me to get where I'm supposed to get to. It's a demonic spirit. When you see people who are so interested in traveling to Abrochre, they think that America is where their breakthrough is. So, they have 50,000 Ghana cities that they can use to start a business in Ghana. They're going to use it to chase connection, man. Wild goose chase. 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 Hey! Obviously, my sister said, Abroche, Abrofoman, Umuskam, Pememawari. I shall walk with them, walk with them, simple and straight. Do you know as many Ghanaians as are coming to for Christmas in December, there are also almost an equal number in prison in Abrochi. Mister Zuri is a is a bugger. He's an international man. Sir, can you tell me the truth? Are there Africans who are in prison in? Ghana. A lot of them. A lot of them. A lot of them. And the way would you win your children about Ghana or Bayern? If you are there, no. Who could draw? Are we together? Wild wishes. I know a certain person. And he braved the deserts go to Libya, saying that there were greener pastures. Ghana was too hot for him. He learned a skill, how to do some electrical, electronics works. And as he started, somebody came and told him that Libya, some of the people he was going to Libya with, they died in the desert. So when you are going through the desert, see some skeletons there about. He said several times he escaped. In, in the desert, there are some soldiers and militia people who can even arrest you and tell you, when, huh? What? Rebels. Rebels. And they arrest you and make you, but it's good. That's your future. You'll be a soldier. Or you'll be a slave. Now, even they are harvesting human body parts. You take out your kidneys. Now, kidneys about 
$30,000 or something. Mm. If you go to some countries like Colombia and other places, be careful. You see a, a young man, you see a lady, say, oh, Charlie, I like you. Can we go and my room is free? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> Everything is gone. I'm telling you, a real life. The number of people who are looking for human body parts, donations for them to be saved, for them to live, will pay for yours. So, please, let's be wise. Some of us don't know this. All we know is that Obroni, Bogabo, Bogabo, that's all we know. There are other realities of life. There are other realities of life. If you are going to travel outside, trust God that you have a legitimate, legit way of traveling. This brother that I was talking about, at the end of the day, he came back to Ghana and he lost everything. When I asked him what he came with, he said, Oh, uh, the airplane, the, the, my baggage, two of my bags. Uh, <laughs> I believed him from the start. Later on in life, I saw that we are poor. No, no, no. I not format here. Until the second year was a bad name on the airport. Only go to be a man who's a Those who want to live there, the few were able to get scheme something and come to Ghana with. They are grateful to God. But over 80% of them, they came back with nothing. Now some of them, to reintegrate them into society is a problem. Wild goose chase. Wild goose chase. Wild goose chase. You have a good job in a good big company, and they are taking care of you. And I say, hey, I heard that there's a company, a company there. The other day I was praying, and the Lord gave me a vision, and I saw something about a certain brother. I said, hey, I, I didn't know. So that no, there's a, a, a company that wants to come and put you from your company. Be careful. Something is going to go wrong. Unbeknownst me, then I then asked that. Some go for revelation. And last, the spirit of ingratitude. Many people are ungrateful. They forget what people have done for them. They do not value God. They do not value their church. They do not value their parents. They do not value uh, their teachers. They don't value anybody who helps them. It's only a few people. Proverbs 17:13. He will reward evil for good. Evil shall not depart from his house. Evil shall not depart from his house. Learn to be a grateful person. Appreciate the role that people have played in your life. Never forget the good that people have done for you. Never ever forget that people have helped you along the path of life. Never ever forget people have spent money on you. Never ever forget people have stood by you. Never forget that in your days of trouble, there were people who came and became the shoulders upon whom you cry, upon whom you depend. People brought their hands and you were able to hold their hands so that you could walk. When you now can walk on your own, never forget that those hands helped you in the past. Never forget. If you are an adult today, where once a baby you could not wipe, wipe yourself, somebody did it for you. Never, ever forget it to destroy your life if you do. The Lord bless you. I said the Lord bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So that's the beast of prodigality. The beast of prodigality. May God help us to escape in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, 
visit our website www.emenezaokolifa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.